liberals react nine times out of ten purely on emotion. That's what they do. They react nine times out of ten based purely on emotion and political correctness. That's the truth. That's what's so dangerous about these people. This is a knee-jerk reaction to something tragic that never should have happened, the death of George Floyd. This is a knee-jerk reaction that's going to end up doing more harm than good. It's going to end up putting lives at risk. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We will preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth. Or we will sentence them to take the first step into a thousand years of darkness. If we fail, at least let our children and our children's children say of us, we justified our brief moment here. We did all that could be done. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Veely TV. You know, I gotta be completely honest with you. I am so beyond disturbed at how many of these left-wing media types, left-wing politicians, and so on and so forth, are responding to what happened to George Floyd a few weeks ago. Uh, it is getting absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. There's no other way to say it. Minneapolis, uh, you know what they're doing right now? They're getting ready to defund the police. Dismantle their police force. Boy, what a great idea. What could possibly go wrong? Foxnews.com reporting on this. Minneapolis City Council announces veto-proof push to disband police in George Floyd aftermath. This is not going to end well. I'm telling you right now, it's not going to end well. Minneapolis's left-leaning city council members on Sunday announced a veto-proof push to disband the Minneapolis Police Department, ramping up a major conflict inside the city following the death of George Floyd while in police custody. Supporters of the move told Fox News, first of all, I don't know how this move could possibly have any supporters whatsoever. People who actually think it's a good idea to disband the police force have a few screws loose. Can I say that? Is it safe to assume that's true? Supporters of the move told Fox News, quote, we, now listen to this. We recognize that we don't have all the answers about what a police-free future looks like. Well, hey, maybe here's an idea. If you don't have the answers, if you don't have a roadmap, maybe you shouldn't, I don't know, get rid of the police. If you don't know what you're going to replace them with, if you don't know if it's going to end good or bad, don't do it, for God's sakes. Don't do it. Don't just jump into this. Put... God knows how many lives at risk. We're committing to engaging with every willing community member in the city of Minneapolis over the next year to identify what safety looks like for you. The city council members spoke at a protest um, in Powderhorn Park, a neighborhood in Minneapolis. Uh, the, the number of supporters in attendance represented a veto-proof majority to push the measure through, according to Fox 9. Now, Lisa Bender, who is uh, the city council president, this woman is a complete whack job. And beyond that, she's incredibly dangerous. I want people to understand that. This woman, keep an eye on her. She's a radical leftist. What she wants to do to the city of Minneapolis and, quite frankly, to other cities across the country is 
100% dangerous, is 100% not in the best interest of you and me, of law-abiding citizens. She's a, she's very, very dangerous. She said, quote, our commitment is to end our city's toxic relationship with the Minneapolis Police Department. It is clear that our system of policing is not keeping our communities safe. Our efforts at incremental reform have failed, period. So again, their solution is just, we're going to get rid of the cops. We're going to get rid of the cops. No more. It's, it's, I, I, I mean, I feel like I'm reading something out of the onion, but this isn't satire. This is really going on right now, and it's scary as hell. The, the, the thought process of some of these left-wing radical kooks out there dragging down our country, city after city after city, in the name of political correctness. Unbelievable. Now, this Lisa Bender, she appeared on uh, CNN with uh, some woman named Brooke Baldwin. Never heard of her before, don't really care. But I want to play this video clip for you. Here's Lisa Bender on CNN. Listen to what this idiot has to say. Do you understand that the word dismantle or police free also makes some people nervous? For instance, what if in the middle of the night my home is broken into? Who do I call? Yes, I mean, I, I hear that loud and clear from a lot of my neighbors. And I know, and, and myself too, and I know that that comes from a place of privilege because... All right, let me stop. The question was a simple one, wasn't it? It was a very, very simple question. If you're going to disband the police force and someone breaks into my house, who do I call? And she doesn't answer. Instead, she wants to talk about white privilege. And she goes on and on. She doesn't really give an answer. You know why she doesn't give an answer? Because she has no damn clue. She has no idea what someone's going to do if their, their house is being broken into and there's no police to answer the call. She has no clue. How irresponsible can you get? The entire country right now should be condemning this woman for what she's doing. Keep watching. For those of us for whom the system is working, I think we need to step back and imagine what it would feel like to already live in that reality where... Calling no, no, no. I'm going to step back and imagine what it would be like to have my house broken into, someone, one of my family members being attacked... God forbid, and me picking up the phone to call 911 and not having anybody respond to that call. That's what I'm imagining. That's what I'm imagining. But here, again, she's talking about white privilege. She's talking about how, you know, the, we have systemic racism in this country and all the rest. That's what she wants to talk about. You know, the usual left-wing talking points. Keep watching. The police may mean more harm is done. And so in the very immediate, we it's have even to mean. lean into whatever changes we can make in our existing police department. You know, I think we look to cities like Camden, New Jersey, that completely restructured their department as we build up systems. And we've already done that. We have we are not starting from scratch. We have invested in community based safety strategies. We have knowledge in our community across the city. We've done an analysis of all the reasons people call 911 and have looked at ways we can shift the response away from armed police officers into a more appropriate response for mental health calls, um, for some domestic violence calls, for... Okay. Um, Notice she's still not answering the question, by the way. She's still not answering the question. 
What do I do if my house is broken into and there's no police force? What do I do? Well, we've looked into this, and we've looked into this, and you gotta realize that this is how a lot of minorities feel, living in fear and white privilege and white privilege. Health-related issues. And so the groundwork is laid already in Minneapolis for us to, to build on that, to learn from folks around the no, world, but really also to listen to our community and put those community voices front and center as we build up those systems even further. Listen to your community. How about you look at your damn community? Place goes up in flames. Businesses being broken into. How about you use your two eyes, Lisa Bender? Instead of just listening, look at what just happened. And you're going to tell me that you don't need the police? That it's a good idea to disband the police? What planet is this woman living on? Political point. As a Democrat, are you worried that you have just handed President Trump a great talking point or slogan uh, or battle cry for his re-election to be able to say, see, Democrats want to get rid of your police. First, they come to take away your guns, as he says. Now they're taking away your police officers. Does that concern you? You know, that's why I said at the beginning that it starts with telling the truth. And I think we've been afraid of a lot of things, of that, those political dynamics, of what would happen in our city, you know, to have our police force hearing these kinds of words. And that fear is what we have to really work through. Because again, that's the fear that so many in our community are facing. That's the fear that we see, you know, from George, George Floyd's family or the family of Jamar Clark or see? Justine Damon, who are also around and around and around. police, who have told us, we never want to see this happen again. And so those efforts that we have taken so far to stop this. You know what the problem is, folks? Liberals react nine times out of ten purely on emotion. That's what they do. They react nine times out of ten based purely on emotion and political correctness. That's the truth. That's what's so dangerous about these people. This is a knee-jerk reaction to something tragic that never should have happened, the death of George Floyd. This is a knee-jerk reaction that's going to end up doing more harm than good. It's going to end up putting lives at risk. That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. So let me boldly say, Lisa Bender, that the solution actually isn't to disband the police. The solution is we need more police. We need more law and order. This country was built on law and order. Constitutional law and order. That's what we need. That's what we need. As a matter of fact, I did some digging and I'll get to this quick before the uh, before the break. There was a great study done in 2019 by uh, Stephen Mello. He did a study that was published in the Journal of Public Economics called More Cops, Less Crime. You know what he found? Well, as the name implies, more cops equals less crime. More cops equals less crime. That was the conclusion of his study. He found that each additional police officer hired prevented four violent crimes and 15 property crimes. This is just the facts, folks. These are just the facts. Mello attributes the decrease in crime to a deterrence effect additional law enforcement officers have rather than an increase in arrest rate. So in other words, he's saying just the mere presence of police there deters crime. 
deters crime. You know, you know, you'd think this would be common sense, right? But no, we need to come out with these studies to prove to these liberals just how wrong they are. One life can be saved by hiring about 9.5 new police officers, the study found. In terms of cost-benefit, he also found that each officer contributes roughly $352,000 in social benefit based on crime reduction. So it benefits society. Common sense to have more police. More cops equals less crime. Common sense. Someone tell Lisa Bender. I'll be right back. You know, it really is quite incredible, folks. We've reached a point in this country. I mean, you really think about this. We've reached a point where the police are being branded as the bad guys. And the people riding in the streets, breaking into businesses, stealing things, flipping over cars, are, in many cases, defended by left-wing hacks who, you know, try to understand them. Well, we need to understand why they're doing this, don't you know? It's absolutely ass-backwards. Cops, bad guys, people riding in the streets. Well, you know, maybe we can understand them. We have to listen to them, don't you know? You know, I, I got to thinking when I was doing show prep. How many lives do you think cops save each and every year? How many lives do you think cops save each and every year? Probably millions, in one way or another. Millions of lives. The benefit to society is astronomical. I mean, you think about how many, just to give one example, how many drunk drivers cops pull over that could potentially kill themselves or kill somebody else or kill entire families. You think about, you know, cops responding to home intruders. Putting an end to that. Saving lives. I mean, it goes on and on. Domestic abuse. Rape. On and on and on. Police save lives. And it's just incredible to me how the mainstream media has been able to flip the narrative. And they didn't just start, by the way, a few weeks ago. They've been doing this progressively for many years now. But they they are flipping the narrative where, hey, police aren't good. No, 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 police aren't a force for good. They don't benefit society. They're racist and they're systemic racism and prejudice and all the rest. And we need to change them. That's the narrative. That's the control the mainstream media has over this country. That's the control these damn politicians have over, have over this country. Those on the left. Endlessly pushing these lies. Shoving it down our throats. And we have millions of Americans on the left. Who just eat it up. Yeah, they're right. Must be true. I want to um, I want to close out the show by playing three videos for you. Because as you can probably tell, I'm 100% pro-cop. I'm, you know what? Let me rephrase that. I'm pro-good cop. I recognize that there's bad cops out there. And those should be dealt with by the American justice system. Absolutely 100%. 100%. But as a whole, I'm saying. As a whole... I believe that the police are a force for good. And we need to remind our fellow Americans of that. So I want to play three videos for you, all of which are news stories of police, guess what? Saving lives. Saving lives, because that's what they do.
This first one is from February of 2020, just a few months ago, when a police officer saved a baby's life with infant CPR. A heartwarming story. Take a look. A police sergeant is being praised for his role in a dramatic rescue in Georgia. Newly released body cam video shows the quick thinking sergeant reviving a baby boy who had stopped breathing in a parking lot. Janet Shamlin has the story. Where's the baby at? For a parent, a moment of sheer terror. Okay, let me see. With only seconds between life and death. The Collins family finds an angel in Georgia police sergeant Harold Drummond. When I looked down at that baby AJ, I looked down into my son's face. I looked down into my grandson's face. His knowledge of two-finger infant CPR would save the life of six-month-old AJ Sherrod, who's suffering from a respiratory infection. Okay. There you go. That's what we want. He was in the right place at the right time, and he allowed God to use him to help us save the baby. All right, if he can make this sound, he's breathing. For Angel Collins, the what-ifs are unimaginable, and life would be unthinkable without one of her twins. When you hear that baby cry, and you know Mm. it's going to be okay. Hold on for a minute. Um, It's hard. It, it, it is hard. Tell we got him breathing. This is what we do, you know, and a lot of people don't realize that we're human also. This is my future partner, you know. Once strangers, <laughs> now connected forever. For CBS This Morning Saturday, Janet Shamlian, Waynesboro, Georgia. Now you notice what he said there. We're human too. We're human too. And it's absolutely true. I, I think... There's been a push in this country by so many angry people to dehumanize the police, to dehumanize them. And that's what I'm trying to reverse in my videos that I post online in this show. That's that's what I'm trying to fight back against because it's so wrong. It's so, so wrong. We, We cannot let our support for these brave men and women slip. We can't. Another video I have for you from January of 2019. This is of an officer who saved a woman's life on a flight from Florida to Chicago. Now, this officer was off duty, but he still jumped in because this is what they do. This is what they do. Again, this is a news story from uh, from January of 2019. Take a look. New at 10, a Grafton police officer's winter vacation interrupted by an in-flight emergency. He jumped into action to save a young woman who stopped breathing on his flight. The officer talked to Tom Durian about his life-saving effort. Tom. Yeah, Shannon, Officer Andrew Mamet was returning from vacation on that flight from Florida to Chicago when his experience as a first responder likely saved this girl's life. The flight crew got on the PA and asked if there's anyone with medical training. That was all Grafton officer and former EMT Andrew Mammon had to hear, and he was up and ready to help. Someone up in the few rows ahead of us was having some seizures and asked if we could help him out. Mammon and another passenger who was a nurse on the Spirit Airlines flight formed an impromptu medical team. The nurse and I, we picked her up, put her on the floor uh, in the emergency aisle. The seizures were getting more frequent. She had about a total of 17 Uh, while on the flight for about 45 minutes. On top of this, the girl started having an asthma attack. At what point when you were helping her out, 
I mean, you knew it was serious, but then that you thought, well, this this is really serious. Yeah, at the point where she stopped breathing, I said this is extremely serious, especially with the amount of seizures she was having on top of it with the asthma. It's very dire situation at that point. So the officer asked the flight crew for medical supplies similar to those he carries in his police squad. He hooked the girl up to oxygen, but that wasn't enough. When she stopped breathing, about the last five minutes, had to breathe for her using a mask. While all this was happening, the pilots were on final approach for an emergency landing in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. We were on the ground as the plane was landing, uh, still giving her breath while we're trying to. Passengers are holding onto my legs um, as we're going down. It was a pretty rough landing at that point. And he saved her. Off-duty cop, just doing what he knows how to do. Just stepping up to the plate when somebody needed him. And finally, folks, this last video, truly, truly touching video. This is of, uh, it's from a news story in March of 2015. It's uh, from an officer's body camera that shows the officer saving a boy from a burning house. Absolutely incredible. I mean, the heroism is just, um, it's unparalleled. Take a look. A Griffin police sergeant arrives at the scene of a fire, ahead of the fire department. It's all recorded on his police body camera. The man behind the camera? You don't like the attention? Uh, no, I don't. I don't like the attention. Sergeant Joe Hudson. <clears throat> you, you know, you sign up to run towards the bullets, not away. Hello. This isn't bullets. It's the 14-year officer's first time running into a fire. The smoke was starting to get to me. I grabbed some clothes off of her bed and put them to my face. I opened that door and he was laying there on the bed and I immediately grabbed him and, and ran out. The sergeant moves back to the smoky darkness and finds a door to get out to the light. I immediately sat down and on the ground and started catching my breath. Then he meets the child he saved. I did what I get paid to do. You know, I'm supposed to run and do what others might not. And so I feel as though that's what I did. Uh, I earned my paycheck. I earned my paycheck. Absolutely, he did. Now, notice because we all, ha you know, have to talk about race now. White cop saving a little black boy. You're going to tell me there's racism in the police force? I, I mean, generally speaking, you're going to tell me that the police force is racist? They have it out against uh, minorities in this country? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I don't think that's the case. Now, this is these are three stories. Three stories. I mean, I could have filled up hours upon hours upon hours telling you about similar stories of police saving lives. And you got to these are only the ones that have been documented. I mean, how many out there instances of police saving lives goes off the record? My, my point, folks, is I'm disturbed at the mindset in this country. I'm disturbed at the mindset that is that appears to be growing and getting traction. This mindset that the police are all racist 
and we need to disband them and we need to get rid of them and we need to have them, you know, we need a police-free society to quote that idiot Lisa Bender, who if I may be so blunt, sounds like she's been on a bender for a few days. Can I say that? So that's about it, folks. Um, I'm going to wrap up now. I, I really, really appreciate your support so far. Thank you so much for following me on TikTok and, and on YouTube as well. Uh, and thank you for listening. If you're tuning in on Spotify, I really, really appreciate it. Don't forget new episodes every single Tuesday and Thursday. So that being said, I'll see you for episode three on Thursday. God bless. God bless.